listen. Uh. Real talk. If your first time here, real talk, you know what real talk is. You're gonna hear somebody saying the realness from their heart. Real talk recognizes real talk. Oh no. Alright, let me turn it down some. That's one of the first songs I started working on during COVID. You know, you had nothing to do, right? I think I might have even hired or bought some tutorial time via Zoom with somebody from the guitar center, young white girl, to kind of like show me how to get some of the like lead licks, right? Um, yeah, so anyway, that and some other songs. Uh, I am fresh back. From Kemet. He ran those He got early warning. Money blinkers. Mojo filter. Morning one, one is three. Got to be good looking cause it's that nigga so hard to see. Okay, so. Obviously, I like to sing, but I don't put it out there too much to everybody, but I do. I go more harder in the car or, you know, in a rehearsal with a live band than at home. Because, you know, that's when you're going to belt out and all of that stuff. But, getting back to Kemet, <laughs> or coming back from Kemet, Real Talk Recognizes Real Talk, is what this episode is about. Come together, people. Yes, so... The people in Kemet, there's a term for the people called the Shesh. The phonetic, phonetic like spelling would be like S-H-E-S-H or S-E-S-H, Sesh. Um, the people, right? Um, the people were collective. Um, the concept of racial barriers, you know, they were aware of this. There's, there's like, you know. Uh, on papyrus, depictions of what the Sar Asians look like, what the Syrians look like, blah blah, what the Nubian look like, what the Egyptian look like, um, their skin color, what have you. Um, and at various times, these people actually ruled, right? And the further back you go, um, you, you probably will see the reign of the Nubian pharaohs and others, and you're going to see depictions of Nubian folk um, throughout the. Uh, Kemet land, all right, the black land. Normally, rent the, the soil because it's black. The Nile uh, uh, floods periodically. So it brings silt, dark mud from the Nile River, deposits it on the land, and this enriches the land to make it grow stuff. And yes, feed the people. So. The interaction between the movement of the Nile bringing food and nourishment, life, to the people is, um, you know, it's an important concept, metaphor that is seen like on many levels. So this is the main thing I probably got from, there's so many things, that I got from my journey to Kemet was that when they offered information 
or were scribing, the scribes are very important people, the, where they were offering stuff up to view, to check out for, to get an understanding, understanding, overstanding on, right, you know those concepts, um, it was not just on one level, it was on many levels, right, a, a depiction could have a meaning on almost seven levels, is what is understood by most people that are into Egyptology, chemistry. There is a distinction between the two. Uh, and I don't think I really need to get into that so much right now. But, yeah, somebody from Maryland, not driving away. But welcome to Real Talk Recognizes Real Talk. This is usually the only time I get to really do this when I'm driving. Behind somebody from Maryland who does not know how to negotiate Ooh, the on and off ramps here in Virginia. It's obvious. So, at my earliest convenience, I'm gonna get from behind my man. So, and so I'm gonna finish with you know telling you some more. So, I'm fresh back from the trip, it's really good. Uh, I have a lot of information, a lot of things I want to do. I'm on my way to train uh, my peoples, friends down in Northside YMCA. We get ready to go in. Um, I'm probably going to just do out my regular workout, squats, bench. Probably going to throw some calf raises in there, make it three exercises several sets and climb let's see how heavy we can go this time feel how I feel good, good warm up first but um back from the trip this was good and we had to work we had to get it in for the day and a lot of things in store uh, got a lot of good information off of uh, my journey. Uh, some things that happened uh, that are noteworthy for me. I was talking to my wife last night and we laughed it up too. No TV, nothing. Just laughing. We had a happy hour at home. Right? Um, we, uh, I talked to her about being in the sarcophagus getting opportunity, you know, to tone within the king's chamber, you know, do resident, like, homing, toning, toning is just like, you know, making some sounds in there. Um, and I got a chance to do it inside, laying in the sarcophagus. After meditating, I think we started off as silence. Silence for 20 minutes. Right? Um, then, went into... Toning meditation. Um, and I talked to, to my wife about it, right? And I made her just laugh. <laughs> we like really like enjoying the conversation. Because it was kind of comical because she knows me um, in my spiritual journey, right? I mean, she knows me from like some years ago putting a full-length mirror underneath my side of the bed, right? Because I had read some information, you know, and you know, I'm like, I'm on the spiritual journey. I don't mind. I'm gonna try some stuff. 
right? No fear, pretty much. Um, but that night, I mean, I sweat. The bed was wet. <laughs> it was like stuff came up out of me, and it was like, woo, because what it is, your know, energy sort of like starts repelling several times, back, back, and back, and back, and back. So anyway, it's not recommended for everybody. Don't try that if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just be able to research a little bit about it. See if you can find something about it. Real talk now. Okay? So, um, yeah. So, having gone from doing stuff like that to being, you know, going to Egypt in and of itself. Right? But doing it in a manner in which I can get access to, like, meditate in the Osirian Temple for an hour. Not just go visit, walk through, okay, this was, this was, I'm going to do it, bye, see you. No. Get some video footage of, of the flower of life. Examine it for myself and give you a commentary on it, right? And then sit around the open pool and meditate and tone. Right? So, here comes some funny information, right? It's funny to me, funny for my wife because she knows me. But for you, it may may come across as sacrilegious. It may come across as, ooh, that's deep. I probably should try that or get into that. So if you know anything about toning or even, you know, the ohm that we do, mantras, you know, making vibratory sounds with your voice, you know, stimulates your body vibrationally, right? Um, it has some healing effects to it, right? You can go deeper depending on what frequencies you use, yeah, 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 right? Um, so... Here we are. We have two sound bowls inside of the uh, King's Chamber. Um, thanks to Marco, who went back to the bus and got them. I was ready to go back, but um, Marco, our, one of our tour uh, leaders, you know, was from there. Like, you know, I'll go back and get him. Back and get him. Made the whole climb back up and then brought him back in. Um, so here comes time for toning and meditation after 20 minutes of silence, right? And I'm listening to my fellow esoteric warriors, that's what I've adopted the term for them, right um, so and we've toned together in some other places from some of the other temples throughout our, you know, my stay, my journey here um, but I did not feel led to tone with them outside of the sarcophagus, I listened right, and to be honest, I listened and I Part of me was fucking judgmental. I'm just going to be real talk. I, you know, I can tell them this to their face. I mean, they would get it. I mean, some of them it didn't sound too hot to me. I mean, I'm going by, you know, vocalists, <laughs> you know, and whether or not does this, that really resonate? Like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Some clashing of, you know, disconsonance with the notes. Everybody's not really in harmony and they ain't trying to do that. Um, so, and, you know, kind of learned that, you know, the lower register tones, men, um, toning in these places, you know, it comes across better because of the lower register and it can ring, right? So, the, the, a couple of the other guys that were there were doing it, and it was kind of cool, right? Still, wasn't nothing to write home about to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I'm dealing with in my meditation with that thought coming being, and trying to just move that to the side because that's what my meditation is about. Like, I want to be clear of any thoughts and what comes, I'll consider it, then I let it pass. So until there's nothing coming and there's, you know, empty space and it's good, it's ah. So, yeah, so that kind of lingered a little because they tone in the whole time while I'm meditating there. So I got to give that some consideration. Um, and, but I give some time to meditate. I'm sitting in lotus. I do some mudras with my hands, right? Um, 
as I'm led, and you know, even at one point, I even straight my legs out a little bit just to relieve the knees. Because um, we're there, we got two hours in, right? So, you know, hey, let me just uh, bask, right, in this. Because I'm inside the king's chamber of the Great Pyramid. <clears throat> right there, that's it, I'm in there. And my back is up against the sarcophagus. You know the sarcophagus that's got like the crack on the side? Yeah, my, I'm leaning up on that in lotus position, moving with hands. Moment of silence, meditating. Listening to two sound bowls going and my, I almost said the M F word, but and my crew, I'ma say it because I love these people now. Uh, we connected on a spiritual level that is like beyond even comprehension. Uh, we all chose to come and be there at that time for that particular reason for that thing, right? Um, and yeah, my back is against the sarcophagus, and I take my time. You know, my shoes are off, right? I, I have these like tactical boots that I was wearing throughout um, Kemet, right? Dealing in the sands, but here inside the, the thing, and some other time I might have took my boots off, might not have. Um, Want to kind of connect, right? So, you know, the bottoms of the feet. You don't have to go too far more into that. Um, but I'm standing up now, getting ready for my turn. I'm just waiting, you know, politely for one person to finish up. So I'm staying longer than others. Um, one of the first persons to get in when we first got in there, hot right in before the, um, the, <laughs> the tall guy told him, look, we don't want you taking too many pictures, particularly when y'all start omen and no videotaping. But before they got a chance to even say that, I had videotaped her in the box, like up and down, almost like a scan with, with her camera. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she's going to post that or not. So um, anyway, uh, there's that. So I waited for my turn and I got in, right? And now I have an unction, right? As we used to say in the church, a leading of the Holy Spirit to, um, to tone. And, you know, if you're familiar with Om, Om, if you write it out, the way to pronounce it would be, that lady looks like she's asleep or something, um, would be A-U-M. The ah is the first part of the oh, oh, ah, oh, it's closing it up, um, oh, 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 right, so I started articulating my own from that, right, and baby, I'm saying it how we would say it, round away. What happened was the frequency now is bouncing back and forth inside the granite enclosure this is like most of the stuff the pink type granite have is crystalline material right this is what they made these things out of with precision detail specific length specific width specific depth right So I own it resonates and I begin a pattern of the own. Here come the funny part. I feel like I want to go into my um, old head, the petificating old head persona. That's the kind of like thing I wanted to give myself if I did a little stand-up one day. Um, the petificating old head, right? Um, 
had told myself in my mind before I got into the box that when I would get in the box and own, I was going to go ahead and own some in tongues. You hear my signal light. You hear vehicles go by. You hear the underlying drone hum of my engine, of my air conditioner, of the engine changing and revving gears. Sound, frequency. If you know anything about tongues, it is probably around the idea of speaking in tongues, having the Holy Spirit from a Christian perspective. The charismatic, holiness, evangelical church prides itself, founds itself on the movement and unction and understanding of these parts of the Bible that talk about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Important information for a believer who believes in these things. I do not consider myself a believer in the sense that most people consider themselves a believer. So I am not loath to say I am not a believer. However, I, I speak in tongues better than some people that speak in tongues and go to church every day. I do it whenever I want to. I chose to do it. In the sarcophagus, along with the utterance of my own. From my vantage point on the inside of the sarcophagus, at my low, low register, it was booming and resonating on the outside in the king's chamber. And I went at it. It was miraculous to me. I don't know how it was received to my fellow esoteric people outside. Oming and listening and meditating and playing the bowl. Bowls. But when I told my wife, right, I, I waited before I got told about the tongue thing. I said, you know, I was oming in there, right? And then I waited, I said, and guess what? What? I owned in tongues. She broke down laughing. <laughs> ah! She couldn't hold it. She's like, what? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and she got it. Because she remember putting the um, mirror under the bed. She remember how sweated out I was. <laughs> right, so... That led to, you know, a really interesting night. And I just felt like I just wanted to share that part with you of what went down. Mm. And I tell you, if I sit in quiet reflection now of being in a sarcophagus, I can get a quick a quickening. Just like in the church, the Holy Ghost hits you. You know how that go. I can get that. 
Um, yeah, you might want to know more what I have to say about these things. And if you do, uh, you got this um, transmission, and you're interested in attending um, a little sit-down with me to talk, um, I'm planning a Reiki Level 2 attunement workshop. I say workshop because I want to give information, um, at least information I know or have about Reiki. Right? If you know the word, I shouldn't have to go any too much further with that, explaining it to you um, what it is. But if you don't, it's R-E-I-K-I. Look that up. You put, you'll get a lot of good information. Um, I'm going to give you more than the history. I'm going to give you attunements. If you look it up, you know you need an attunement from masters who have already been previously been working with you know been practicing with um giving and receiving reiki you know to kind of pass it on um my i think unique offering will be um what i learned from my master and i have the manual given to me from my master um was that there would be more symbols is what she told me many many years ago um and that i would get attuned by other people to and have another more than one master um, and that's just how it go you know when you're getting more information that you didn't have before so that person you know has mastered a certain degree of it that over you and you know hey sit under them and get the information let them mentor you a little bit there ain't nothing wrong with that um that dictates or or kind of like indicates to the person you're learning from or and other people you're like okay yeah you, you don't have such a high ego that you can't learn anything from anybody not saying that this person knows all and is the be all. It's just that, you know, they might have a piece of information that you don't have. So I've reached my destination. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go up in here and throw it down a little bit on the weight stacks. <laughs> so, yeah, contact me if you're interested in getting a Reiki 2 workshop attunement. Um, You'll be like under my down. You'll be under my lineage of Reiki operation. I've been doing it for a while. You'll be able to say that. Um, and I'll be able to show you my certification stuff. Um, where kind of, because, you know, it's a shoe you have a little history behind it, whoever you're following. All right. And one.